Good afternoon. Good news, folks, here in Northwest Indiana. This is another incredible episode of Great News Weekly with GreatNews.life and your host, me. I'm Jenny Craig Brown, and I am here to bring you all of the good news here in the region. We've got some awesome stuff for you today. If you are new to tuning in to GreatNews.life, here's how it works. We are exclusively positive news, so we're bringing you all the good stuff. We are here every Wednesday live on nwi.live, Febble Live, um, and a couple other live sites and YouTubes. We also, if you can't catch us live, I know it's in the middle of the day, if you can't catch your lunch and you want to still hear the good news, you can tune in later on Northwest Indiana Life for all of our social pages. And you can also listen on Spotify. So if you're a podcast fan, you can listen to us later on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, anywhere you get your podcasts and now your good news. So that's what we're here for. Let's get into it, y'all. I've got some good stuff here. We're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it sweet, but we're going to make it awesome. So I was recently blessed to meet some local animal friends with Life or Cami. Check out our local primate hotspot. I'm Scott Kubish, the director of Peaceful Primate Sanctuary. We are a retirement sanctuary for baboons and macaques located in Winnemac, Indiana. And um, we've been here currently for five years and we have 42 retirees here. So our retirees come from universities, pharmaceutical companies, or from the pet tray or roadside zoos. The majority of our primates are from research facilities throughout the country. Research facilities contact us once studies are completed at the universities or the animals hit a certain age, they will uh, look into retiring them. So we have three types of primates. We have baboons, and we have rhesus macaques, and what we call long-tailed macaques. Rhesus macaques and long-tailed macaques are the primates that are used the most in research. Baboons, not so much these days, um, but we still do get calls for retiring of baboons. So this year we're doing a online fundraiser in November. We usually do an event in October, but due to the current situation, we have canceled that. So we're gonna do an online event that's gonna run from November 30th to December 6th. And it's going to have a lot of our merchandise. It's gonna have everything from one-of-a-kind primate paintings that our primates paint to different merchandise, t-shirts, sweatshirts, a lot of photograph uh, photographs, and a lot of different items. We'll have that auction. People will be able to bid on it. It'll be open for, I believe, five days. People will be able to go online through auction frogs and bid that way. And also uh, volunteering is a, is a great way to get involved with the daily running of the sanctuary. You can come and help with food prep, making the diets for our retirees, making enrichments or toys for the primates as well. Uh, and just kind of having a nice environment to watch some primates and get involved in what we do here at the sanctuary. So we're always looking for contributions with, for the daily running of the sanctuary. So you can donate through our webpage. You can also donate through Facebook. We have a donate button on our Facebook page as well. So you can donate through there. Um, lots of different ways of donating. You can do everything from a sponsorship to joining our monkey club, which is uh, a $36 a year donation that is split up um, monthly. So you pay $3 a month. So it's a little easier on everybody. For the Monkey Club, if you do recurring um, donation, which is $3 a month for 12 months, for a total of $36 a year, you get a pin. And once you get this pin, it allows you to come to all of our events free of charge. 
So you just wear your pin and you can come into the sanctuary uh, and attend the events. So you can go on our Facebook page or on our web page and you can look to adopt a primate. So when you adopt a primate or pick a primate, you get a little certificate thanking you for adopting the primate as well as getting a photo. And depending on the level that you contribute at, you could also get a t-shirt as well for the adoptive primate. Um, one of the other ways is bringing items for our, what we call a primate pantry. So cereal or pasta. If you uh, come for a tour, you can bring those items and that goes towards the care of our animals as well. So some of the events that we have for upcoming 2021, it'll start in April, which will be our Easter egg hunt. That is something that we do for the community. It allows the kids to come to the sanctuary, do a little Easter egg hunt, get some candy, and then the baboons and the macaques have an Easter egg hunt as well. So they get hard boiled eggs where they can come and, uh, and, and see the, the primates or the retirees enjoying Easter as well. That's one event that we do. Some of the other ones that we're planning are a movie night at the sanctuary where you can come and you can watch a movie in the evening with the primates attending as well. And we'll have popcorn and snacks for people and for primates. So that's another fun event. We're also gonna be doing um, our Baboon Fest in October and that allows people to come in. Um, we have food, usually a band here. People can spend part of the day here just interacting with the primates and finding out what we do here at the sanctuary. This is so incredible because it's in our own backyard. So this is within an hour drive of almost everybody in the region. You can go check them out. The place is really cool. And they, he, Scott mentioned to us, you know, they're kind of, um, the primates like to stay inside. So when it's cooler out, so they'll, they'll be inside a lot over the next coming months. They probably got some extra time outside because of all this awesome weather, but you won't see them as much now if you go now. So I would, um, it's best to wait for nicer days. They do like to be outside as much as possible when it is warm. So check them out. They can use your help. They have a lot of cool swag. So you can get primate swag. You can check out the primates, get to know them. And Scott is incredible. He knows them all by name. Just as soon as they walk out of their little house, he sees them and he knows them. It's absolutely incredible. So uh, it's a great thing that Scott's doing out at the primate sanctuary. Everybody check it out. It's a really fun thing that we have and we should share and make sure everybody's aware of right in our own backyard because it is really, really fun. So uh, as Cammie mentioned, Cammie got to go with as well and we got to visit. So she said, you know, thank you so much for uh, showing us around. This was an amazing experience and I can't wait to take Connor in the spring. This is an awesome place for field trips, awesome place for, um, you to take your kids during the weekend or anything like that. And, and especially through Scott and the, the team there, you can learn so much about primates. We learned a ton. It was an absolute blast. And as he mentioned, there'll be a lot of great events coming from there in the next year. So you guys can really check it out. It's a really, really great place. So next up, We've got greatnews.life team member Katie, who is had a chance recently to learn all about some really fun monster entertainment. Katie? Hi, guys. This is Katie from greatnews.life. Um, I'm not Jenny, so bear with me. Today we are with Ray Palace, and he is the Munster Theater Company Auditorium Director. Ray, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, you got a play coming up, so... Um, can you tell us a little bit about the concept this year, why you chose the one-act plays, and how you came up with the concept? Yeah, so um, so here at Munster, we have essentially a seven-year theater program. Uh, students get a chance to start working in extracurricular theater uh, in sixth grade. 
um, and all the way through high school. And every fall, both our middle school and our high school compete in the Indiana Thespians Regional Play Competition. Um, that has been suspended this year because of COVID. Um, and so Peggy Matanik, who directs our middle school program, and I, we were talking about, you know, how do we still try to provide opportunities for our students um, this fall? And uh, even back in the summer, we were trying to think about what what would be the easiest for us um, if things uh, didn't go so well in terms of COVID cases spiking and we couldn't do a, a live in-person production. And it really made a lot of sense for us to do some one acts because we knew that if we had to go the route of streaming the event, uh, that we would be able to avoid audience members having stream fatigue because there's some natural built-in breaks in between each piece. Um, and it still gave students the opportunity to uh, perform and participate in a variety of shows. Um, our four shows uh, really kind of tackle a number of different themes and they range from the comedic to the very serious. So that's kind of how, what the concept for us was behind doing the one acts and then um, we pretty quickly uh, by the time early September came around we realized that it was going to be in our best interest to do this as a streaming event. Awesome awesome and which one do you which play do you think that they like more the comedic or the serious one? Um, you know what I think it's really hard to tell uh, because we have some students who really they'll just they'll take whatever like they really want um, just to be up on stage performing. Uh, we got cut off last spring with quarantining. So um, I think each of the casts really has uh, grown to love the show that they're in um, and, and really understand kind of how that particular show really tells a great story. In fact, um, my two shows, one of them deals with prejudice, which is very timely um, in, our, in our community. Uh, the other one deals with um, several female literary characters um, and really is, is kind of a feminist piece because these women get a chance to really take charge and take ownership of who they are um, and their destinies that they didn't get in the stories that were written by the men who wrote them into the stories. Um, so they've really kind of enjoyed being able to like take charge and really kind of um, um, have fun with those kinds of characters. So I think they all enjoy the, the shows that they're in because we are providing them with that um, that variety of, of show. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. And um, for all our viewers, can you give us a rundown of how we can tune in or any way that we can get involved? Yes. So um, our streaming event is going to be on November 13th and 14th at 7 p.m. Um, the only way to be able to watch is to purchase a stream pass. And if uh, the audience goes to munodd.booktix.com, they can purchase a stream pass. Um, if you're planning on watching by yourself, it's $8.00. Um, if you're planning on watching with other people in your household, there is a $15 family uh, stream pass. Uh, it starts right at 7 and um, the, uh, the event keeps going on. And uh, one of the cool things about what we're able to do is before the show and even at intermission, uh, we're able to stream some interesting things that we really didn't get to a chance to do with our live shows, such as um, some video footage of our process, as well as um, some production photos so people can kind of see what we have been up to throughout, uh, throughout the last several months with getting the show ready. 
Yeah, wow, that's great. Um, thank you for all that information. No problem. We really appreciate it. Jenny, back to you. Yay! Thanks to Katie for doing that awesome piece. And thanks to Munster Schools for teaching us all about all of your upcoming entertainment and, and the world of acting and all that's good to come. That was Katie's first segment, so we hope to see her much, much more. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining us. That was really awesome. Um, so I've got another one for y'all. Like I said, I'm going to keep it short and simple. So uh, as we honor veterans on this lovely Veterans Day, Enjoy this lovely coverage from Hammond Veterans Day Parade this past Saturday from Lifer Curtis. And in this interview is Mayor McDermott. So it's awesome to see him as well. Check it out. This is the best weather we've ever had by far. I have a long sleeve shirt on and I don't need it. I should be in short sleeves, but it's gorgeous out. A lot of veterans are showing up. I know there's going to be a lot of Hammond residents on the parade route. After we get done, usually about an hour after it starts, we're going to be at Hessville Park where we have a nice ceremony. Everybody will be there. So please come out and show support for your veterans. You can't use weather as an excuse. It's gorgeous out. Uh, and I brought TJ along with me. He's properly registered. Yellow lab. He's a good boy. But anyway, it's good to see everybody. Hopefully Northwest Indiana is on the parade route in Hammond. pandemic. I see most people wearing masks. I was wearing a mask before I got interviewed and being outside I feel a lot more comfortable and you know with the wind blowing and being outside in a nice sunny breeze we felt that this was safe enough to do with proper social distancing. You know obviously I love Veterans Day. I, was, I served six years in the United States Navy myself. It's great to put on an event that focuses on our vets. You know we have a lot of World War II vets out. We have a lot of Korea vets out here. We have a lot of Vietnam vets of course. Obviously veterans of the Persian Gulf War and you know Afghanistan but you know, anybody who served our country and put their life on the line and gave years to the service of the United States of America deserves a day. So make sure to honor your veterans on November 11th. I enlisted in the United States Air Force in uh, my senior year at Hammond Tech High School, 1966, and deployed about two weeks after I graduated. Uh, I enlisted to a four-year term of duty and after boot camp and training and tech school and so forth, I ended uh, my tour duty in uh, South America. And I appreciate Mayor McDermott and his vision for our veterans and having this Appreciation Day Parade and having it around Veterans Day. And that's what we're here to honor today is all our veterans and their families because uh, we must remember that their families are suffering a lot of hardship who are behind uh, at home while they're serving throughout the world.
Awesome. So, so fantastic to see Mayor McDermott out there and for the city of Hammond to be able to come together and still figure out a really safe way for everybody to get out there, enjoy this unseasonable weather and still celebrate an incredible holiday like Veterans Day. Thanks uh, for joining us on the interview, Tom McDermott and uh, to the city of Hammond for such an awesome event. So thank you again. Also, thank you to each and every veteran who has served our country. We at GreatNews.Life want to say thank you to each and every one of you. And we are honored to be a part of this beautiful country. And thank you for making it just so. Um, all right, guys. So there's my awesome recap of all the good news today. Keep tuning in. So as I said, if you're new, we're live every Wednesday at noon each central time um, right here on Northwest Indiana Life Facebook page, Valpo Life Facebook page. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, make sure to follow our podcast on Spotify. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Tune in every Wednesday. Check us out however you guys can. Like all of our Facebook pages. And hopefully I'll see you next week. Have a good one.